Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got a experience legend here in the studio today, Jake New, back on the show. Jake, uh, Tennessee Tech baseball player from just a little while back and uh, got the opportunity to play a little bit in professional ranks, but it is awesome to have you back on the show, Jake. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's a good one. Baseball, you know, is uh, is a sport that I follow, but probably not anything like you. <laughs> so you you become my resident baseball expert here on Local Matter Sports. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and enlighten me a little bit on, on the sport in general. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, to refresh the folks out there, uh, a little bit on your career coming into tech. And we chronicled your middle school and high school days up in uh, uh, the north, Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Yep. And, and I found out recently uh, you know, had your, your tech coach was on here and, and talked to him, and you guys were f- really from around the same type of area. He grew up in the same area that you grew up in. Yeah, that's right. Um, so in Ohio, uh, I'm from a town called Perry. We're known for having nuclear power plants there, <laughs> um, which is funny because – we had a lot of bigger kids in football, <laughs> and they thought that we were getting mutated by the power plant. So that that's kind of funny. Um, that, yeah. that that explains a lot to me how you get the <laughs> golf ball so far now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and he's from a town called Jefferson, which is about oh maybe fifteen miles to the east. And so yeah, we just uh, I played with a lot of Jefferson people out of high school. Um, played at Jefferson Post in summer ball so i'm very familiar with the area very familiar with all the kids there and actually one of the guys i played with matt Mahoki, he uh he's the one that got me to come to tech so wow connections it's all about connections isn't it that's right man i had i had coach bragg on and he sat right where you're sitting and dude i'm i'm i mean he's getting me pumped I don't. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't play for Tennessee baseball, and <laughs> and I'm sitting over here sweating bees, man, fixing to run through that wall. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just loud and excited, and just just loves what he does. You, you know, uh, huge faith and love for the Lord. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. I figured that out pretty quickly, and uh, that's a big part of what he does. I, I guess, I guess I kind of knew that, you know, but I didn't know how strongly. Yeah. Um, he felt about it. and we we went into a conversation about that in his recruiting and he 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 lets the parents and the families know up front you know what he believes in and why and, and all of that what was your experience like you know being recruited because tennessee tech had a a, a a huge number of players you know there for a while that went into profession more than a lot of big time schools mm-hmm and, uh, you know, everything came together for him at the right time. A lot of years, a lot of work and effort, you know, came together in that run and, and that really that time frame of about four to five years, you know, that, that uh, uh, we you know, end up losing him as a coach for a little while. We were lucky enough to get him back. Absolutely. But uh, tell us about, you know, recruiting in the living room with Coach Braga. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a little different for me because I started out uh, at St. Bonaventure University. Yeah. Um, so I came in on a transfer, um, which the transfer stuff these days is just crazy. We won't get into that. Yeah, that's, well, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe, who knows. Um, but, yeah, I had to go to my previous coach and ask for a release, uh, which he graciously signed. How tough is that, Jake? Um, so my coach at St. Bonaventure, he's one of the winningest all-time 
um, Atlantic 10 coaches for baseball. He reminded me of Bill Cower, mm-hmm. like just real unforgiving, like tough-minded, you know, gets his point across by yelling. <laughs> um, and I, honestly, I was timid playing up there. Uh, so coming down here with Coach Braga, um, different personality altogether, um, more of a motivator, and that saved my career probably. Yeah, yeah. So how did you – you said that one of your uh, friends got you interested in tech. How did that How did it happen? So he, he came to Tennessee Tech out of high school. I went to St. Bonaventure. Uh, I reached out to him after – probably about three quarters of the way through my freshman year saying, Hey, you know, this wasn't a good decision to go further North to continue to play baseball. Right. Cause season starts in March. We're playing in snow. We're getting canceled because of snow. Mm-hmm. Um, the indoor facilities up there were non-existent to say the least. So I was like, you know, if I want to, I want to make it to the pros, which was my dream. That was your goal. I need to find someplace else to play. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to him and said, hey, um, you know, do you think I could play down there? He said yes. And after the season, Coach Braga flew me in for a recruiting visit, talked to me, um, and then offered me a scholarship without ever seeing me play. Wow. I'm sure he'd, uh, I'm sure he'd done his research <laughs> a little bit. He, he knew about you. We we'd actually talked about mm-hmm. that on the show. But, uh, you know, I, I can tell the guy does his homework with everything he does. But uh, when you got here? And you walked on campus. Campus, what was different uh, about Coach Braga versus your experiences in the past? Um, well, what, one, I had a, a close friend there, so I think that that helped. I room I roomed with him in the dorms, uh, so that immediately kind of put me at ease. Uh, and then just the excitement and passion that Coach Braga had for baseball got me excited about it. So it, it didn't really feel like a job. It was an opportunity right like i get to go to the baseball field today i get to do this as opposed to like oh man practice is coming Mm -hmm. up and so it just basically a change in mindset of the way that i viewed baseball man that's half the battle right there isn't it we we both know from having played college sports that if you dread you know getting up and going down and there's there's always there's gonna be some days you know in the middle two days or camps or you know whatever exists there's gonna be days that you just you know need some rest or tired or whatever but when you can enjoy what you're doing and get up and and enjoy going to it and executing it being a part of it and have fun with it man there's nothing better than that yeah completely agree yeah so uh you you get to tennessee tech and and uh everything starts kind of i guess you now you played your freshman year at st bonaventure so that that puts you as a sophomore here at tennessee tech your first year correct yeah okay so did you have just immediate success right when you walked in the door um yeah, so my freshman year at St. Bonaventure, I was one of three freshmen to hit 300. Wow. Um, so I, as far as, you know, as timid as I was out there playing, I was still performing decently well. Um, and that's probably part of the reason that I was offered a scholarship sight unseen was just because he had a year of stats to look at. I think I played in, oh, I had like close to 40 games, something like that wow. as a freshman. Um, and then when I got down here, I was just, it was all work. You know, I got down here, they had an indoor cage that we could hit at and I was over there, there or lifting in the weight room six out of seven days a week, most weeks. Um, and 
So I think I hit, uh, I think I hit like 318 my sophomore year here. Wow. But I was I was batting third as a sophomore, and I played a little bit of right field, first base, and pitched a little bit that year. Um, and junior and senior year, I moved more to center field, right field. That's a great conversation for. You know, I got I've got a lot of young prospective student athletes that uh, listen to the show. I know that because when I see some, they ask me questions about some okay. of the things we said. So, you know, I, I guess chronicling the work, you know, that it takes to be a college baseball player, it's a job, you know. And and you said just now you love that job. Luckily, yeah. Um, but when you talk about going in and working out and hitting six days a week. Talk a little bit about the motivation that it takes. It's not just what you do with the coach and during practices, but it's what you do on your own time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we did have, you know, 6 a.m. lifts, I think, three days a week already, and then practice Monday through Friday. So right there you're already getting eight sessions in. Um, when I didn't have class and every weekend I'd always be over hitting in the hitting shed um, whether it's off a tee, whether it's with a buddy, whatever it was, just, um, and my motivation was really just to make it to the big leagues. Like yeah. That was the only focus I had. Um, I can't tell you the number of parties and going outs that I turned down to head over to the field and hit or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was my personal drive and I was going to do everything I could to, to allow me to achieve that. And well, I mean, when you want to make it to the bigs, that that's different. And you know, there's not a lot of folks out there can rely solely on their talent because when you get to that level, everybody's good, right? And so, any little thing that you can do to make yourself better, you know, you have to do. Or basically, Jake, you're not gonna make it. Yeah, I agree. And that's not a guarantee, even if you do. Correct. So. <sighs> When did you know in college that you had a good chance of possibly getting there? Uh, So I'd say there's two moments that really stood out. Uh, The first moment was a pro day that we had at Tennessee Tech. Um, And Coach B and Coach Braga, they did a great job of bringing in recruiters. I think there was like 26 MLB teams represented at that. Wow. and Coach B cooked everybody's steaks and everything. So <laughs> they, uh, I think from that point on, they loved coming to Tennessee Tech <laughs> to, the, to the showcase. That sounds pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I ran a six six three sixty 60-yard dash. And then we got 17 batting practice balls, and I hit nine home runs in that. Mm. So that that was one that I was like, man, that was that was a good day right there. And then the other one was we played a game at Vanderbilt. And I was three for five with three doubles against them. And, you know, that's Vanderbilt doesn't have a guy that throws under 90. They're, <sighs> every pitcher's, you yeah. know, and top they're good. 10 round pick probably. Yeah, and they're, they're really good yeah. year in, year out. And, and if you can hit, if you can go that at the plate, that just shows everybody right there you have what it takes at, for that speed. Yeah. And that's the toughest part of getting to the pros, I would say, as a hitter, is, is adjusting to the difference in speed. Even though it's a few miles an hour, man, that means a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A few milliseconds, miles an hour. I mean, it's you got to make your mind up quick. It's amazing you can trace that down to two points you know, in your college career yeah. that, that led to where you had the confidence to move on. That, that awesome man. Love that. Love that. We were Jake New, former Tennessee Tech baseball star. 
We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Back in the studio with Jake New, Tennessee Tech baseball player back in the day and made his way up to the pros. And we were just discussing that a little bit before the break. And Jake, during break, we talked a little bit about some some uh, guys that you played against, played with, uh, that, that have made it on a little bit further than you did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so it was uh, it was fun playing in the – I played in the rookie league down in Vero Beach, Florida, for the Dodgers, um, and it was it was really cool because you got to play against guys who were rehabbing that were already in the big leagues. Um, you know, I played against Colby Rasmus, who was known for being on the St. Louis Cardinals, um, Luis Castillo, who was a second baseman for the Florida Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I got a funny story about him. <laughs> so he uh, he DH'd in the game that we played against him. He got two at-bats. After a second at-bat, he went to the outfield and started running poles on the inside of the field while the game was going on. <laughs> and I was just, I was like, yeah, I guess you can do that when you're a big leaguer, huh? <laughs> so the game's being played, and here he is behind you. Played, and he's just nobody he's just said a word. Morning track. <laughs> yep, nobody said anything. So that was pretty funny. Um, and then another guy, uh, Nathan Uvalde, who started for the Texas Rangers in the World Series. I played against, or with him, actually. Uh, so he he was drafted the same year that I was. He was a fifth-round pick coming out of Alvin, Texas. Um, and I got to be pretty close with him. He was telling me that he had a full scholarship to go to Texas A&M, and he bypassed that to go to the pros, which, mm. looking back on it now, it looks like a pretty good decision. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was cool. He, he didn't throw. He was low 90s when we were there, and I think he's – mid to upper 90s now so so tell everybody i mean the experience that you've been through maybe one percent you know get even the opportunity Mm -hmm. so can you kind of in words tell everybody how good everybody is at that level yeah um so there's i mean there's guys that are just unbelievable athletes there's guys that are picked just based on their ceiling potential. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was kind of funny because coming in, there's a couple outfielders that I played with that, I mean, I don't know if they could have even started for the team on Tennessee Tech, mm-hmm. but you could just tell that they were so athletic, fast. Um, and actually, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the guys was named Melvin Ray. He, had, he was a five-star receiver who had a scholarship to Florida State, oh my God. passed it up to sign for the Dodgers, 
after he was done playing, I think he played for two or three years, he went back to Auburn, was a tight end, caught the touchdown in the national championship from Cam Newton. I'll be dog. So it's pretty wild. But back back to your comment a minute ago. It, in, I mean, the portal, the way things are now, and I, it's amazing. I never thought we would be to the point that we are right now. It's it's in everything. Oh yeah. I mean, I just saw the other day they, you know, they used to cap the portal guys at one time, and now apparently. It's. I mean, I don't know if that's passed or if that's legislation or or what, but it's, it's crazy, man. I think it is passed. Yeah. So I think you can transfer. I mean, you could essentially play four years at, for four different schools now with no repercussions. And I mean, what do you think about that, Jake? I don't. I don't like any of it. Like the the whole NIL, all that stuff, especially with college football. Like that's obviously where it is going to matter the most. I think. Um, I don't like it at all, though, because, I mean, think about coaches like Nick Saban, right, where he's coaching you hard to get to the next level, but now you're making just as much as him or even close to that. Like, you know, what? what's to say that – what's the drive then to make it to the pros yeah. if you're already – I mean, you got to feel like you've already made it. If you're, let, me, let me say I don't – if I'm one of them, I, I – I don't blame them. Arch Manning, three yeah. three point one million, hardly ever stepped on the football field this year. Yeah, and uh, last year at the same time, the starting quarterback for the San Francisco Forty ers made five hundred forty eight thousand that year. Yeah, so this kid made two and a half million dollars more than he did, and never even. That's what I have a problem with. Yeah, because it's based on. You know your intellectual property, let's say, but there's no guarantee. I mean, Manning will, I would think, eventually he'll get a who knows. Yeah. But he may never even step on the field, so you're you're not having to prove anything except maybe what you did in high school. Yeah. You know, and and then three point one million. Why would you want? I mean, you're making more there. Yeah. You know, three years yeah. of that. Yeah. You 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 can retire the rest of your life. Absolutely. So that that's what gets me, and that's not the norm. That that in no, no way is ever going to be the norm. But you right. know, the, you got a freshman at quarterback at Tennessee mm-hmm. that rare. I mean, he's supposed to be pretty good. Yep. But we'll, made over we'll a million dollars this year. Game, we? Yeah. Yeah. Start well, we will now. <laughs> we will now. But uh, I mean, gosh, man, I, I just common sense just tells me what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, the NCAA used to be so locked down. Uh, you couldn't transfer. You had to stay out a year, you, you know. Yep. And then now, it's just like it's you know nothing. It's the wild west now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Golly, I just I just can't imagine. Just the two problems I have with it is well, actually, it's just one problem, and then I've got a comment. <laughs> the one problem is if you've got a quarterback that's in there that's better than the guy that is getting all this NIL money, who do you think is going to play? Probably the guy getting the NIL money, right? Because all the people giving the money are like, hey, we want to see this guy play. And then the second thought of that is, did you see that Marvin Harrison's reportedly being offered like $20 million to return to Ohio State next year? Yeah. And he already said he wanted to return because he wanted to win a Big Ten championship and beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. And that was enough for him. But now everybody's matching, hey, this is what you'd make going to the pros, so... 
I, 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 I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I just college athletics is not, and and we're still talking big time, yeah. big time. But it's still happening. I mean, twenty million dollars. And what was your comment? <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted him to come back anyway, but it's uh, it's just crazy, you know. You you said you had one reason, and then you had a comment. Was that? Oh, that was the comment. That was the comment. The Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I can't I, believe that. I mean, I, I there's no doubt he's a talent, and and see, he's playing. You know what? I, I guess my big hang-up with is the only proving ground for that is high school. Yeah. And all high schools and all leagues and all, you know, and you know as well as I do, the the two-star, three-star, four-star, five-star with rivals and, and mm-hmm. well, I'm talking more football now. Yeah. With rivals is, is more about how many scholarships that you got offered. Yeah. You're not going to become a two-star unless you have been offered by certain number of schools that's how that even happens rivals doesn't just say okay let's look at sam brooks's profile well yeah he runs a four or five and he caught so many balls so he's a two-star they don't do that you get you become a two-star because you've been offered mm-hmm. and so to me nowadays a kid can go to the right combine and run a good time and never even be seen in a football game and get offers it's it's crazy it's yeah. amazing right now we're gonna kind of stay with recruiting here in a minute but okay. um we're gonna take a quick break i'm with jake new tennessee tech baseball legend talking about a lot of different things today trying to stay on baseball but we're, we're <laughs> get we're all over the place today so just hang with us out there we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back welcome back to local matter sports your host sam brooks again got Tennessee Tech baseball legend Jake New in the house talking more than baseball today. But well, we'll we'll round back out with baseball as we get into our last segment, though, Jake. But back into uh, what we were talking about recruiting in college, you know, uh, as far as the NIL and uh, all transfer portal and all these other things that are going on. Folks listening out there may not know there, were, there was no transfer portal. And then another thing uh, we can discuss a bit is the, the COVID you know what COVID did to college athletics, and I do I do think the NCA made a good decision about giving those students that were affected during the COVID years because man, it was hard. I had one in in college at that time who you know had a great June, well sophomore year really, um, he was a junior in school, uh, and then came back was excited about his junior year, and then COVID hit, and right at the start of the season, man, I'm telling you, it just it destroyed him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I realized that at the time how emotionally spent that he was and, and how tired he was in dealing with all that when his expectation was to have a great, you know, what would be his junior year that year. And then I found, you know, I found out later uh, how much it really did affect him. And there's so many other kids that went through that same process and people out there listening saying, oh, wham, wham, they're college athletes. But yeah, but this is what they do. This is their job. This is what they wake up for every day. And uh, I do like what the NCAA did about giving these kids an extra or two years. And we're this year, at the end of this year, we'll be at the end of that. Yep. And uh, some of the, uh, the negatives to high school student uh, athlete recruiting will kind of dissipate a little bit because of that. And, and you'll start seeing a lot more high school kids in football, baseball, basketball being signed out of high school like you did pre-COVID. Yep. 
So that's a good thing. But I, I, I do agree with them giving those kids that opportunity to get that good year in that maybe they missed during the one or two COVID years. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, there would be nothing worse than during your off season you prepare like you normally do, and then the season doesn't happen, right? So it's like, do I do another 365 days of off season, or you know, kind of where does it go from there? So it, uh, yeah, that that's worst case scenario for athletes, right there. I mean, yeah. it's putting them through it. Yeah, I hope it you know light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of the high school kids because I think you'll see that recruiting beyond the portal. Uh, yeah. But the good thing about the portal, Jake, is if let, let's use an example. If I'm at Tennessee Tech and I go in the portal to somewhere else and somebody else, I go to somewhere else, that creates an opening for Tennessee Tech. So they're able to either get another portal person or sign a high school kid to pit upon the time it is. So uh, the portal does leave a gap. It, lo- it does leave an opening that you can get another person, another student athlete in there. So you just kind of trade players a little bit more than yeah. we ever have been able to before. And, you know, I think you just said it before we went to the break. Uh, the only folks that it's really helping are the big, you know, power five schools and the big baseball schools yep. and, and and all of them. Yeah, completely agree. I think, uh, you know, some of the mid-majors out there, uh, when they have their star athletes, you'll end up seeing those star athletes go to the bigger Division one schools where they get more time on TV, more recognition, things like that, and not to mention they can pay them a little bit more now. So, um yeah, it's, uh, I think it's going to be really tough for the mid-majors yeah, in the you, future. You've you got some teams out there, Jake, that depending upon the big schools, you know, the Texas and Ohio mm-hmm. States and Michigans, you know, a lineman, it's kind of getting to where if you get to play lineman at a Michigan or something like that, you're making at least twenty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about even a kid sitting on the bench. Yeah, and not and, to mention, you know, you're probably going to be one of the picks in the top five rounds of the draft too so yeah it's uh it's the best of both worlds there but you know it's it's unfortunate for all these other schools that don't have the same opportunities as the larger schools i, I did see some uh i guess new legislation potentially new legislation come out where uh, across the board they they pay per division per level schooling um every kid you know, would get some type of pay. Um, now, if they can pull that off, and the the money is definitely there. There, there's no doubt. And it's not even considering nil, yeah. but uh, just the money that these these major conferences can make and bring in, and then in support of the NCAA of tagging that scholarship with a certain. I always felt like uh, some of the, some of the kids I played with at Tennessee Tech that would come from. Uh, areas far away where it'd be california florida and you know maybe their parents didn't do too well and to begin with and you know they came here with the you know clothes on their back and a a few things um not knowing how cold it's going to get here in the winter i always thought it'd be great to have some type of allowance that would allow them to go out and and eat at a burger king or mcdonald's or uh, go wash their clothes you know if maybe the washer's down or something um, give them the opportunity to have some minimal funds to take a girl to a movie, you know, cause without that, you know, back in the day, they wouldn't even let us work if we were on scholarship, we yeah. couldn't even have a job. Right. And so maybe, maybe it's going to get to where that's a possibility. What do you think? 
Um, yeah, I would hope so. I mean, that's uh, so. What, when you just said that, it brought up an interesting point in my head: is baseball has eleven point seven scholarships to give, but now we're talking about all this NIL stuff where we're paying people millions of dollars. It's like, can't we just everybody that plays college sport just be on full scholarship? Well, very easily could be. Yeah. You know, there, there, the, there's no doubt that one way or another the money is there. As much money that is generated, you know, and as much money could be raised yep. to support that, then an 11 scholarships is tough. Yeah. You, you know, have a roster of, I think it's typically 36 or yeah. something for baseball. So essentially you have a third of that for scholarships. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I, I did. I, I I didn't even know it's that low. Because if you look at like football, basketball, like I think basketball has ten, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Football's twenty, twenty two, twenty three, somewhere in there. Okay, that's something. Yeah, that's something that's per year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So wow, that 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 even make the the formula a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, to comprehend and understand yeah, how that would even work. Think about some of these guys that are getting paid millions of dollars to go to school. It's like, hey, you know, I'm an athlete too, just in a different sport, but yeah. I'm still paying for school. So Works just like, as hard. Yeah. Works just as hard. And then, you you know, you could have a, theoretically, you could have somebody that maybe signs at a school and gets a half because that's all they have, but may make $10,000 a month on NIL. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I think there's probably a lot of these things happening out there yeah. we don't even know about yet. So, just a crazy, crazy thing. I've I've not really talked a whole lot about that on the show. I had yeah. uh, Mark Wilson on and talked. To, he wanted to talk about it. <laughs> he wanted to talk about it a lot, but I, I I figured we were probably going in a bad direction. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, he he has probably more insight than anybody after some of the committees that he served on and, yeah, and here in the power five versus the mid majors versus the, you know, the, the Tennessee techs of the world, if yeah. you will, that are division one, but a smaller division one. Yeah. So implications are broad. I think not a lot of thought was, was put into it by the higher ups along the way. I think yeah. maybe it was happening under the table anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who I'm, knows? Uh, but interested to see what happens with it all. Cause there's gotta be kind of a uniform solution. And I would hate to be the one to think of it because yeah. As I'm looking at it right now, nothing looks very good. No, you know, I think lawmakers are getting involved in it a little bit now. You know, the bad part of that, some of those are major supporters, you know, of some of these uh, bigger schools or even smaller schools. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, gosh, man, I, I just, common sense just tells me, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, the NCAA used to be so locked down. Uh, you couldn't transfer. You had to stay out of here, you, you know. Yep. And then now... It's just like it's you know nothing. It's the wild west now, right? Yeah, yeah. Golly, I just I just can't imagine. Just the two problems I have with it is well, actually, it's just one problem, and then I've got a comment. <laughs> the one problem is if you've got a quarterback that's in there that's better than the guy that is getting all this nil money, who do you think's going to play? Probably the guy getting the nil money, right? Because all the people giving the money are like, hey, we want to see this guy play. And then the second thought of that is, did you see that Marvin Harrison's reportedly being offered like $20 million to return to Ohio State next year? Yeah. And he already said he wanted to return because he wanted to win a Big Ten championship and beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. 
and that was enough for him. But now everybody's matching. Hey, this is what you'd make going to the pros. So, I, 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 I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I just college athletics is not, and and we're still talking big time, yeah. big time. But it's still happening. I mean, twenty million dollars. And what was your comment? <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted him to come back anyway, but it's uh, it's just crazy, you know. You you said you had one reason, and then you had a comment. Was that? Oh, that was the comment. That was the comment. The Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I can't I, believe that. I mean, I, I there's no doubt he's a talent, and and see, he's playing. You know, I. I, I guess my big hang-up with is the only proving ground for that is high school. Yeah. And all high schools and all leagues and all, you know, and you know as well as I do the the two-star, three-star, four-star, five-star with rivals and, and mm-hmm. well, I'm talking more football now. Yeah. But with rivals is, is more about how many scholarships that you got offered. Yeah. You're not going to become a two-star unless you have been offered by certain – number of schools that's how that even happens rivals doesn't just say okay let's look at sam brooks's profile well yeah he runs a four five and he caught so many balls so he's a two-star they don't do that you you, you become a two-star because you've been offered mm-hmm. and so to me nowadays a kid can go to the right combine and run a good time and never even be seen in a football game and get offers it's it's crazy it's amazing right now we're gonna kind of stay with recruiting here in a minute but well jay thanks for joining us today appreciate you being a part of the show on such late notice and uh we we got a little bit of baseball talking i think nil got to us there uh in the end but that's okay more pressing matters right yeah man well sports (laughs) sports is sports right that's right thanks so much for joining us on the show today and thank you guys out there for joining us again today and we'll see you next time on local matters sports have a great day